Extracts from the Treatise of Proclus on the Subsistence of Evil by Thomas Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. In this treatise, Proclus inquires first whether there is such a thing as evil, secondly, if there is, whether it is in intellectual natures, thirdly, if evil is in sensibles, whether it subsists according to a principal cause, fourthly, if it does not subsist according to a principal cause, whether any essence must be assigned to it or whether it must be admitted to be perfectly unessential and without hypostasis. Fifthly, and if this be the case, how does it subsist, another principle existing, and whence does it originate, and how far does it proceed, and farther still, sixthly, how, since providence exists, does evil subsist, and whence is it derived if the father of the universe not only produced the nature of good but was also willing that there should be nothing evil anywhere by what contrivance or art does evil subsist which the demiurgus did not wish to subsist for it is not lawful to assert that he was willing some things should subsist but produced others, since in divine natures to be willing and to produce are simultaneous and conjoined. Hence, evil is not only a thing contrary to the will of divinity, but is also without hypostasis, divinity not only not producing it, for this it is not even lawful to suppose, but not suffering it to subsist. Proclus answers that physical evil, videlicet, the evil which is corruptive of the essence, power, and energy of a thing, is not evil but good, because it subsists on account of good, and because generation is from corruption, of which too the world consists, and by which the order of the universe is adorned. There is not, however, such a thing as unmingled evil, and evil itself, or an eternal idea, form, and essence of evil. But moral evil is mixed with good, and so far as it is good, it subsists from divinity. But so far as evil, it is derived from another cause which is impotent. For evil is nothing else than a greater or less declination, departure, defect, and privation from the good itself, and which is good alone, in the same manner as darkness from the sun. It is the debility and absence of power in energizing, but is not power. And that which is evil to partial natures is not evil to the universe. 2. Evil is not in the gods, 
nor in the triple government of the better genera videreliket it is neither in angels for how could we call them messengers and elucidators of the gods if evil of any kind was in them who are the images of the divinities and who dwelling in the vestibules of deity participate of its goodness nor in demons nor in heroes if divinity produced evil he either produced it contrary to his nature or everything thence subsisting will be boniform and the progeny of the goodness that abides in him but as it is said it is not the property of fire to impart cold nor of good to produce evil from itself either therefore it must be said that evil is not if it is necessary to its existence that it should be produced by divinity or that it is and does not originate from deity against those who assert that evil is primarily in demons he observes as follows there are certain persons who attribute passions to demons and say that some of their passions are according to nature as when they tragically speak of their deaths and different generations but that others are from choice only as when they denominate certain demons base and evil who they also say defile souls lead them to matter and draw them down from their journey to the heavens to the subterranean region it is necessary however to ask these persons whether are the demons which you say are evil such to themselves or in their own nature or not to themselves but to others for if they are evil to themselves one of two things must follow either that they must remain in evil forever or that they must be susceptive of transmutation and if indeed they are always evil how can that which subsists from the gods be perpetually evil for it is better not to be at all than to be always evil but if they are transmuted they are not essentially evil but are evil from habitude in which there is the better and the worse and another species of life demons however are always in the ratio of demons and each of them is always in its own order but if they are indeed good to themselves but evil to others whom they lead into a worse condition it is just as if some one should call teachers depraved and certain pedagogues who ranking as the chastisers of offences do not suffer the offenders to pursue a better order in a fluctuating manner instead of an order which is adapted to them or as if some one should denominate those officers evil who standing before things of a sacred nature in temples keep the impure from entering into the sanctuary 
because they prohibit them from the participation of the interior rites. Hence, it is not evil to perform this office, but to be of such an order, and to deserve such a prohibition. If, therefore, of the demons that are in the world, some lead souls upward, but others keep such in their own manners as are not yet able to ascend, we cannot justly call either of them evil, neither those that separate from, nor those that detain souls in a corporeal life. For it is necessary that there should also be those demons who coerce the soul that is defiled with vice, and is unworthy of a progression into the heavens, in the place which surrounds the earth. Neither, therefore, in these does reason appear to discover evil, for whatever they do, they perform according to their own nature, and always after the same manner, but this is not evil. 3. Evil in souls is a debility of not always and uniformly adhering to better natures and to good. Hence arises their descent to things subordinate, their oblivion, their malefic inclination to things conversant with body, and their discord with reason. According to some, matter is that which is primarily evil, and evil itself, and the debility of souls arises from their lapse into matter. This Proclus denies, and says that both body and matter originate from deity, and that both are the progeny of divinity. He adds that matter is the first indefinite, and that essential infinity, in the same manner as a mixed body depends on one cause, divinity. That souls sinned before they were thrust into matter, that there are not two principles, matter and deity, and that matter is neither good nor evil, but a thing necessary and distant in the last degree from the good itself. 4. Of good there is one eternal, definite, universal and producing cause, videreliket, God, but of evils the causes are manifold and infinite, some to souls and others to bodies. They are also fluctuating, indefinite, inordinate, and particular, surrounding the nature of souls and bodies from necessity, and arising from impotency, incommensuration void of design, unadaptation, debility, and the victory of a subordinate nature. Good has an hypostasis, but evil a perhypostasis, or a deviation from hypostasis. Good is form, but evil is without form and is, as it were, privation. 5. Evil possesses its power of acting and its capability from a contrary good, 
which becomes debile and inefficacious on account of the mixture of evil and evil is allotted its efficacy and energy on account of the presence of good for both are in one thus in bodies that which is preternatural debilitates that which is according to nature the energy of nature being in this case dormant and order in which good consists being dissolved thus also in souls evil when it vanquishes good uses its power videlicet the power of reason to its own purposes and makes it subservient to desire each of these also imparts something according to its own nature videlicet the one power but the other debility because of itself evil is neither adapted to act nor to possess power for all power is good and all energy is an extension of power and this plato knowing says that injustice itself is of itself debile and inactive but through the presence of justice possesses its power and is led forth into energy not abiding in its own nature nor does evil alone consist in a privation of life because being which subsists prior to life gives also to evil a participation of life all life however is of itself power but evil subsisting in a foreign power is contrary to good employing its own power for the purpose of opposing good and the more power indeed is inherent in it the greater are the energies and works of evil and the less it possesses of power the less are its energies and works in bodies too as soon as the powers of nature cease the preternatural energy which is in them ceases also and hence all order is entirely dissolved that which is preternatural being more abundant when the soul therefore receives an increase from that which is contrary to good according to its base and formless nature but is diminished according to virtue and energy then it becomes at the same time debile and inefficacious for the augmentation is not then from power that the transition might be to something greater but it arises from the presence of the contrary to power just as if frigidity should use the power of heat to the accomplishment of its own work vanquishing and subjecting its power the soul therefore being deficient through the absence of good and possessing more of privation in proportion as it has more of deficiency becoming also more debile in its energies through a diminution of virtue is indeed more evil but performs less and how indeed 
could the increase, since it is evil, be from power, if the work of all power is to preserve that in which it is? But evil dissipates everything of which it is the evil. Hence, evil is of itself inefficacious and impotent. If also, as Plato says, it is involuntary, it will not be the object of the will, and thus it will be a privation of the first triad of the good, videlicet, of will, power, and energy. For good, indeed, is the object of the will, and is in its own nature powerful and efficacious. But evil is unwished for, is debile, and inefficacious. For that is not the object of the will to anything which is corruptive of it, nor does power wish for that which may corrupt it, nor does energy wish not to have its hypostasis according to power. But evil is desired in consequence of appearing to be good, and we say that evil seems to be an object of the will, on account of the mixture of good with it. Power, therefore, and energy are apparently in evil, but are not so in reality, because they are not essentially inherent in it, nor so far as it is evil, but they extrinsically accede to it, as that to which a hypostasis belongs. Hence, as it appears to me, this is what Socrates shows in the Theotetus to those who are able to understand his meaning, videlicet, that evil is neither privation nor the contrary to good, for privation is not able to affect anything, nor does it in short possess any power nor does that which is contrary to good of itself possess either power or energy. But he denominates evil, in a certain respect, subcontrary to good, because of itself indeed, or essentially, it is privation. Yet because it is not altogether perfect privation, but in a similar manner with habit changes from capacity, it is from thence constituted in energizing in the part of contrariety, and is neither perfect privation, nor contrary, but subcontrary to good. 7. There are these three things which may debilitate, and in which there is evil. We derelicant, a partial soul, the image of soul in animals, and body. The evil to body is to have a preternatural subsistence. The evil to the image of soul is to be in a state of deviation from reason. And the evil to soul, id est to the rational soul, is to deviate from intellect. The defect of life according to reason is the malady of this life, but ignorance and a privation of intellect are baseness, 
whether this takes place about the dianoetic or the doxastic power and if about the former it is a want of science but if about the latter of art baseness however and malady subsist in one way in cognitions and in another in impulses for the irrational appetites are hostile to the life which consists in action and the many senses and precipitate imaginations intervening in the contemplative energy destroy its purity and immateriality hence unbecoming imaginations or evil consent and base choice arise either from an external source and in various actions or internally according to anger and desire that also which is preternatural is twofold for in the body it is either deformity as in monsters or malady in consequence of the order and commensuration of the body being dissolved as in corruption disease and pain in many persons mediated evil and which abides occultly within the soul is benefited as being base and unbecoming but when it subsists in energy the quality of it becomes apparent it is manifested however by penitence and the consciousness of the soul for the medical art also in the opening of ulcers and leading forth externally the inwardly concealed cause which produced the malady exhibits an image of the operations of providence which permits base deeds and passions in order that the perpetrators of them being changed from the habit which they have acquired and which is inflated with evils may assume the principle of a better period and life but whatever passions are within the soul are attended with this good that they always lead the soul to a proper condition her improper choice being accompanied with punishment thus also the law which is in souls leads each to its appropriate state and to that desert which is derived from providence nine evil cannot exist if it is admitted that it is not contrary to good because all things and even evil itself are for the sake of good divinity therefore is not the cause of evil for evil so far as evil never originates from thence but from other causes which as we have said generate not according to power but on account of debility hence it appears to me that plato when he places all things about the king of all and says that all things are for his sake even things which are not good appearing to be good and in a similar manner belonging to beings calls him the cause of everything good and not at once the cause of all things for he is not the cause of evil 
but is the cause of every being and of every thing so far as it is good if therefore we assert these things rightly all things will be from providence and evil will have a place among beings hence also the gods produce evil but they produce it as good and they know as possessing a unical knowledge of all things partibles impartibly evils according to the form of good and multitude according to the form of the one for there is one knowledge of soul another of an intellectual nature and another of the gods themselves for the first of these indeed is a self-motive the second an eternal and the third an indivisible and unical knowledge knowing and producing all things by the one End of extracts from the treatise of proclus on the subsistence of evil